0: trying to get a lot of dough anything is possible turn me up an headphone yeah trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the water obstacles cause anything is possible yeah. oh man i got a lot of gold stack that bread and vomit my nose anything is possible yeah get
1: So it's possible, it's possible, it's possible that all the, you know, predictors, prognosticators, including myself, right, the, you know, clairvoyant, whatever, the people who are predicting what's to come, right, the people who are the historians, the, you know, social engineers, the people who do this for a living, right, the cultural anthropologists, the evolutionary anthropologists, whose entire job is to look at the culture look at the society and say this is what i see coming this is how we should be preparing for it." right what happens in a world where we're all wrong like i i does anybody remember back 2012 when we thought the world was going to end like the mayan calendar said the world was going to end and we had like we were actually and here's here's part of it we didn't have a TikTok in 2012 right like that i i can't remember i don't remember a time like this Right. Listening to Ray Dalio recently in the changing world order, and I know what's been big for me. And he said, it, you know, one principle that he had developed is looking back at history to understand what's coming. Right? If you don't know what's coming ahead of you, look back at, look at what's come before you. Right. And this is talking about civilizations. This is talking about governments. Uh, this is talking about families. This is talking about just your life cycles, life patterns, right? Look at your parents, learn your parents to learn, you know, to what to avoid or what, you know, your future may look like. Right. There there was always the joke. Want to know what your wife looks like? Look at her mother. If the dad's bald, chances are. Right. So it makes me wonder, like there we, we're seeing things that are not unprecedented whatsoever. Right. There's biblical, there's historical context for the situations we're going through. Right. And because of that, that's what makes the people on my side, you know, those of us that are having these discussions so sure not even so sure but able to dictate and predict what is coming because we do look back we study this we he, he said he uh ray said he got this instinctual right this in his um was the word it, yeah instinctual and in, intuitive note like, god that anytime he was unsure to go look back at history i'm the same way Right, that's why I listen to the music I listen to. That's why I watch the, you know, shows I listen to. That's why I look at the people I look at, right? It's what's made me this old soul. As I was born this way, but it's what what is developed and curated and crafted and cultivated this old soul, right? But what happens if we were in 2012, 2012 all over again, right? Especially because we're at a time right now where everything looks so interestingly bleak. My second question then becomes, well, was 2012 also, you know, we were four years, only four years removed from the 2008 crash. <clears throat> we are in an election year at that point. Or, yeah, you know, Obama's starting his second term. And I'm just looking back, I want, I, I, if I recall correctly, uh, what else was going around that time? I want to say West Nile or swine flu was, was just within the past few years. I just know that we were in another you know the world was in an odd space the world is always in this transitional phase and a lot of what we're looking at right now has been from the past decade it's really been set up the the past 20 years since the turn of the century when these people who lead the changing world order the larry finks the george soros right we've talked and it's just starting to make more sense to me now but when they use when i've always heard when they would say the richest people in the world aren't even on these Forbes lists, right? Like I've always been obsessed with Forbes 30, you know, 30 under 30. I've always wanted to be on the 30 under 30 list. And even more, I wanted to make the Forbes list of richest people, right? I was always fascinated by Bill Gates as a child. Warren Buffett always fascinated me growing up, not even because of who they were. I was just so enamored by how they made so much money. How how did one get to that list? I, I was under the impression that everybody had a shot at making that list. Because it seems so normal it, it was even i think part of it was for the fact that bill gates remained where he did for so long i thought it was normal even more i thought bill gates had the same amount of money the entire time i didn't know bill gates was getting billions of dollars richer as this was going even more i remember i recall bill gates losing quite a bit of money when he had dropped from the richest man Bill Gates is, he's all right. He's doing just fine. You know, like this Warren Buffett, same way. He was the richest man in the world. He no longer is. Bernardo knows not even, you know. And here's, a, here's the thing about these richest individuals they're rich as individuals. But what, what's the reason BlackRock and Vanguard have been, you know, buzzwords so much recently is because people are trying to at least draw attention to the layman, trying to get them to understand the parallels between our government world government in general the governments of the co- of the world our government specifically though the black guards the vanguard i mean the black rocks the vanguards even the elons the bezos the amazons the teslas and and how they're they play this game right the, the black rocks the vanguards not only have a ridiculous like trillions of dollars you know under management of assets under management but it's the fact of what they own, right it's when you have 30 percent ownership of amazon Right. As a, as a core. So essentially, BlackRock as a company sits on the board of all these different companies. And even more than just sitting on the board, they sit on the board with enough stocks, right? Voting shares or stocks or whatever, you know, percentage, basically percentage power to say BlackRock shares may result in, you know, for scale, 15 votes. If BlackRock gets 15 votes for whether Amazon is going to honor the worker strike or, quash it and then how they're going to go about it blackrock got 15 vanguard as a board you know as a board seat as a board member has you know 12 votes i'm giving number i guess yeah that's ridiculous numbers talking about shares but even say there's 12 members on the board blackrock holds seven seats vanguard holds the other three you got two seats open you know that you got a ceo the ceo of of the company or uh, you know a representative a chairman from the company point being the parallels the Larry Finks, you know, these different individuals that while they are not individually trillions of dollars may be powerful, it is what they have under control. And it's the fact that they can dictate so many different industries, so many different aspects of our day to day life globally through the sheer fact of what they own. Enter America because the more you recognize that america is not only run like a corporation but is a corporation right then you start to understand why debt and inflation and interest rates and so many of these like taxes none of this not only doesn't make sense but it makes sense within their system and you start to recognize why the system itself is flawed and then you stack on top of thing on top of it things like i don't know wildfires burning entire islands and contaminated water sources and places like the city of the Detroit going through m- full on depressions. And my goodness, you know, that's an entire town, an entire city, a major, you know, a former hub, former cultural hub. But in general, we're talking about the, the neglect, the full willful, you know, looking away of, of an entire city in this country. Right. Even if we're saying just, just Detroit, my point being an indifference towards suffering at the best, an indifference towards suffering at, Worse, and what is the truth is a perpetuation of suffering of oppression. That's what happens. That's what they mean when they say the wealth gap begins to widening. How we get toward this point of revolution? Because you look at the Larry Fink's and the Elon Musk and the U.S. government. So you're telling me you got this one individual who's absolutely filthy, unnecessarily rich. You got BlackRock in you know controlling world governments. And then you got the U.S. government doing what it does with sanctions and debt and printing more money than it has really the authority to do so. And then you look and you say the BRICS currency and France and, and Africa, and there seems to be so many things that are just going all over the place, right? Nobody really knows what is going on. The good thing about right now is we have the TikToks, we have Twitter, we have social media that at the very least, and TikTok has, again, done a great job at this. But at the very least, allows us to get a source of information that is not only outside of the me- corporate media structure. Cor- Why? That's just uh, not not only outside of the corporate media structure, but is inside of the people's hands, right? When I always love, you know, the revolution will not be televised. Well, it'll be TikTok guys. It'll be on TikTok TV. See, back in 2012, I don't know what was going on. I don't recall because there wasn't too much documentation. As far as I know, also I was 12. When I say not too much documentation I more mean if they didn't want us to know if they didn't want to you know make a big deal out of it it's very possible to do it's hard to do that today specifically when you you know you look at Hawaii great example I believe 2012 may have been Trayvon Martin or was that Mike Brown or was Mike Brown 23rd wow see it's horrible that we have to that that's that's not I, I don't enjoy asking those questions Today's episode is called "Dose Ex Machina. You know the word, know the phrase, know the term. "Dose Ex Machina is a literary device that essentially means, not essentially, what it means. And I'll read the definition definition, but I was going to give the essential, but why not just give the definition. So "Dose Ex Machina is a literary device. The definition, an unexpected power or event saving a seemingly hopeless situation, especially as a contrived plot device in a play or novel. I started thinking about, you know, when I talked about the changing world order, what I had discussed from that episode, the idea of David Ike saying, what is the point? You know, what is the main purpose of war to set up a post-war society? And in recognizing that, you know, the powers that be is what we call them here, have been trying to set up this post-war society pre-war. It makes you start thinking about the idea of the savior, the savior complex, the savior idea or the, the identity of the savior. Right. One, what does it mean to be the savior? Two who identifies the savior? Is the savior one that does the saving? Or is the savior chosen you know destined to be the savior and therefore is, is the savior a self-fulfilling prophecy? Or can one grow an individual, groom an individual into being said safe? What if the savior's not an individual? It's a situation, a set of policies, rules, you know, circumstance, setting up a new form of government to not allow what happened before to allow it to happen again. After we think the savior is when we talk about the changing world order. Oh, well, that didn't work. So maybe we've got to go back to another form of government, switch up the form of government. Is big government's too bad and small government's too bad. And You start to wonder what the true issue is, what the, what the real issue at the bottom of it is. Maybe it's the fact of the changing world order. Maybe it's this new world order idea. Maybe it's the whole concept of us going into preparation for a post-war society. Not that we shouldn't be preparing for a post-war society. I think it's that post-war society. If you're preparing for a post-war society, that means you, are, you know the war is coming. What are you doing to avoid it? Well, nothing if it's beneficiary. If it benefits you, if it makes you money in this system of government, of economy that we have, you're all for it. Revolution happens. The true revolution happens when the gap... Excuse me. Gosh. Devil don't want me to talk today. Loose me loose me. When the wealth gap between the haves and the have nots grows so wide that not only is it impossible not to see it, this chasm now is claiming lives. People are falling into the wealth gap. The wealth gap is claiming lives. It has been for quite some time. When the people at the bottom finally get smarter, they start to holler, holler revolution. See, what I recognize about now, this time that we're in now, what's different about now than any time we've ever existed in, There's a lot of shit going on that that points to the normal changing of a world order and the revolution is being televised. Knowledge has always been power. The pen has always been mightier than the sword. But you know what often doesn't get thought about is the individual with the pen and the sword. That's powerful. See, we always think we have to have one or the other. America for so long has been predicated on the sword power, dominance, show of force. They get out of line, beat them. That don't work, kill them. Beat them till you kill them. Make sure everybody else sees it so they know not to try. Also, grab somebody innocent just, to, just so they know anybody can get it. Fabricate an enemy so that we always have somebody to go back to when we need to, AKA China, AKA Russia. The Dos Ex Machina is, is the idea, it, it's god of the machine, right? The, mechan- the, the god of the machine, the machinery god. And, when I learned of the i Ex Machina, I'm not, I don't recall exactly what play Ms. Ziegler presented it in when we first learned it. What I do recall is it stuck with me because there was something about it that was always so interesting to think that in the 11th hour, when all just looks like it's lost, the fat lady is warming up her voice. She might have begun singing. And here's, here's, here's why the Dosex Ex Machina stuck with me, because it's funny. It, it's oftentimes comedic relief at the end of it to solve a situation. The fat lady will start singing. So, so here's, how, here's Here's an example. Here's how it'll go. The play is wrapping up and then somebody will say, it ain't over until the fat lady sings. And then the fat lady starts singing. And then you're like, and then that, so it's like, ha ha, the obvious joke is, well, it's over. And so the Dosic Machina is a character would be suspended from you know the ceiling by a string with maybe some, uh, like say it's baby Cupid. Chunky guy in a diaper, he's got white wings on and a harp. And or you know, a harp with an arrow strapped to his back. And say as he's going to try to grab the arrow, he fumbles with the harp and drops the harp on the fat lady's head. Say the, the joke was right, like you, oh, it ain't over to the fat lady sings. You were trying to get this girl to fall in love with you. Ain't over to the fat lady sings. The fat lady starts singing. Cupid's like, oh, I'm late. Ha ha, fumbling with my stuff. I dropped the harp. The fat lady stops singing. Gives Cupid a chance to pew, shoot her in the butt with an arrow. As she's walking away and she turns around and she runs and jumps into your arms. That's the, no sex, that, that's the no sex machina. My point being that idea of getting into a situation that seems like all hope is lost. It seems like so far gone. Loves in need of love. Shout out, Stevie. Capitalism is not the enemy as much as it is a byproduct of the enemy's efforts. Who is the enemy? And when we say the enemy, we've sold, we've, you know, specifically where the spiritual Christian, you know, religion, it's been, you know, the devil, some form of a devil, of a demon, of an antichrist, of a, you know, the anti. Now, different cultures, different religions, different, you know, ethnicities, different regions of the, of the world believe the devil to be incarnated, you know, represented in different forms by different form, by different entities. But most of the world actually kind of agrees on the devil to be historically at the very least represented by a very you know specific type of person a very specific group of individuals a very specific entity Mm. parallels BlackRock and the american government and the guy that owns x a lot of things across the board point back how do you fight these individuals what is the dose ex machina that comes in at the 11th hour that says oh my goodness these these people are incredibly rich they're trying to send us off to, to fight People who are in and not that I'm, you know, a Russia or China sympathists, but here's the truth of the matter. You got the American government that says Russia stop invading Ukraine while they're getting investment off of trade and oil. They're making money and standing up and telling the Germans like well, he, America's so damn hypocritical. They're making money doing just fine because they're doing they're doing some shipping still. And even more, and here's where America, that's why, because America is a corporation run by the corporations of our of our you know nations of our nation state, of our country. These American-based multinational corporations are essentially sovereign states. Right? They're essentially sovereign states. And and through being so, they don't have to answer it to anybody for real. They answer to the American government because this is home, but they answer to the question that they ask themselves. So it's like the call be coming from inside the house and ringing so loudly. He's just having a conversation with themselves. It's it's the when you have the, the phone that goes, you know, like the tin cans and the wire, string wire and it goes through the house. And it's like an, it's an intercom. Their phone, the, the call is coming from inside the house and it's just an intercom. Joe is talking to Larry Fink. From, up, from upstairs because he don't want to go downstairs. Like when Drake say, house so big, you got to use walkie talkie just to get a beverage. That's 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 what this is. That's what this is. Art though do- I, I, I kept, there's this thing about religion. When I talk about, you know, looking back in historical context, there is no greater historical context than the Bible. And I don't mean that from a religious standpoint. I mean that from a historical standpoint, if the Bible is nothing more than a collection of fables, right? allegory, and one big allegory similar to a lot of our all-time favorite books are, you know, stories are that, that allow us to better understand life, then at core, whether you believe in God and, and Jesus and the resurrection, whether you believe in angels and the devil, whether you believe in heaven and the afterlife and eternity and, and the apocalypse and the return, and the whether you believe that the rapture is happening, we are living in what the Bible describes as the end dates. We are seeing it. Our Bible is weird. Our Bible and our news look the same. TikTok TV is living out the Bible right now. Flood, fire, famine, fraud, foul. But the Bible does one other thing it tells us what, who, where to identify our Savior. It tells us what the Dos Ex Machina is, and it tells us that it's going to come in the 11th hour. Where I started when I said, What happens if none of this happens? Well, I'm not so sure it's a bad thing. Because from what I can tell, for the first time in history, in the in a changing world order, we're not going to a changing world order. This is a new world order being established. This is a new society being established. One that no longer, not only doesn't revolve or center around government, but doesn't look to government for control because it understands that not only gets government not done well and controlling in a good way, you know, helping us, but... It's been the very root cause of our demise. And when I say government, I don't mean government as far as a governing body. I mean, government as far as the single player, the single actor that for the last 10,000 years, since we left the agricultural age, since we left tribalism, since we left. Here's we talk about the barter system. The barter system didn't have shit to do with it. It wasn't, Well, it did, but it wasn't me giving you, you give me your wine, I give you my pork. As much as it was hey i've got excess i've got an entire unslaughtered hog that me and my family are not going to be able to eat but it also you know it needs to get slaughtered it's ready for slaughter we're not gonna let it go to waste and if we slaughter the meat you know if we go ahead so how about this we're gonna go ahead and chop this meat up you you know you make wine and you need meat, and you got more wine than you can you've got a cellar of bottles upon bottles upon bottles I'm feeling a little frisky tonight. I've got some. So how about I've talked about it with when go back to fuck the pie part one and two. I said it. See, everybody wants to own the pie factory. Larry Fink doesn't own his own pie factory, but shit, he runs the biggest pie factory, the the one that makes pies. And it's a whole bakery. It's a full service bakery. And little did you know, it's got a butcher shop, an auto factory like that's 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 what we're looking at, right? Joe doesn't own the American Pie Factory, but for four years he gets to run it. He's looking to go eight. And even more, the individuals at this top of the food chain, the top of the hierarch- hierarchical ladder, right, they look at it and say, well, shit, because and somebody made a great point. The reason that the, the true leaders of the people, when we talk about, you know, the people who are running the world, everybody thinks it's because they get together. Well, Now, here's the thing, they, they absolutely do get together for these secret meetings but it's not in the way that we look at the cabal. It's not that, I don't believe so. I think what it truly is, is it's the, if you are a multi multi-billionaire that runs a multi-trillion dollar company, that is, you know, been going 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years, 200 years, you don't look at a four year, one term, four year president and say, right, with his limited, with his limited powers, especially when you already know you own the seat. So a gentleman was saying, Larry Fink is really the president of the United States. Now, I think it's funny that we point to Larry Fink because to say prior to this year, not being a household name, I've said it probably 20 times this episode alone, but it makes sense, right? The idea of, I'm not worried about you. Anybody who's ever been in a sim in a decently toxic relationship, you know, if y'all for each other, y'all for each other, it don't matter who come around trying to sabotage. And you will have people that come around trying to sabotage. And it may look like it's working your girl letting it work so she can make you jealous really but even he, he may have a little bit of game but you know deep down if i walk back in it that's not you're not going anywhere because this is real this is, this is this is where the this is where the power lies this is where the the love is at for them the love is money capital right and then what we forget is i i asked on my twitter not too long ago i said what is the value of human capital intelligence labor just just the, the mind body soul energy of human energy right because we know human energy is much more than the human energy it, our corporal form does not is not what human energy is right the energy that we get from food is life sustaining but it is not what life is it is life but it is not what life is right it is what gives us life it is what maintains you know and then builds upon the life source the life life force that is inside of all of us but there's it's the god particle there is a piece of the universe inside of all of us, right? Love, so the dosex machina of love, right? Of, of Christ's love, of God's love, of love of humanity, the love that comes from the Word. Excuse me. Like I said, I recognize the new world order, the changing world order does not have to be what we think it'll be, right? We keep talking about, and and here's the truth of the matter, in the sense of preparing for what we're going toward. Like I was saying, the things that we've been talking about, the you know, shifting toward cleaner diets, more natural, holistic ways of living, right? Mindset shifts that are more love and self-focused as far as self-development, not self-centered, right? Self-love in order to understand what love looks like to be able to replicate and extend that to the outer world. Let's keep that going. Yeah, let's take that into the new world order. Let's take journaling and meditating and sound bathing and being in nature being in tune with nature and eating fruits and vegetables and drinking more water right herbs and let's let's take that into the new world order let's take communication and compliment and community and creativity let's take that into the let's take loving your neighbor into the new world order let's leave behind greed let's leave let's take abundance and leave lack i promise abundance begets abundance Conception of faith part part two, TD Jakes Bishop Jakes' sermon from this past Sunday. He says, Seed is seed. And it caused me to say, it caused me to think, I've been telling myself everything is everything recently, right? When Jay-Z says nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. And it made me think, gosh, where where is this note? It's beautiful. Spiritual begets spiritual, natural begets natural. Everything is everything. Seed is seed. Love begets love, evil begets evil. Greed begets greed, compassion begets compassion. Abundance breeds abundance. Lack perpetuates lack. Energy is not, what is it? uh, Destroyed nor created. It simply exists and changes form. The life force that exists inside of us is love at its core, right, love is power, love is the gift, love is the antidote, love is the weapon. But love of what? Love of brother, love of your fellow neighbor, love of mankind, love of humanity, love of money. Which one matters more? Capitalism, individualism, or human life. Like that, that I guess that just, that feels like such an easy answer. And I maybe I'm delusional, but I know I'm not. There's no, and that's that's where I, I came to the conclusion. Somebody was saying, you know, basically, about these individuals being psychopaths. And it's something about that word being used, that clicked, because I've, I've studied neuroscience and, you know, psychopathy and neurodivergence for the past year, right? Narcissism, and I say for the past year, but it social behavior, right, social sciences, the, the human nature, the human condition has been my obsession my entire life. I'm just now getting the technical terms for it over the past year. But recognizing that one psychopathy narcissism and general neurodivergence right as far as adhd for someone like me or or my how my neurodivergence manifests they're not that far apart here's why love of self and a healthy ego to say the least are the major through lines that run through them all the difference is i come from a spiritual love familial based people and empathetic people and when that genetic that epigenetic continues to pass down when that that is expressed not suppressed but expressed it mitigates the overblown ego right it allows it makes me look at the ego and say i don't even like that about myself so i'm not going to give that to others i'm also not going to accept it from others right i don't like cockiness in myself so i'm not going to give it nor accept it from others it also allows me to look at the love that i give myself like i said the golden rule and say i love when i Show up for myself in this way. I don't know that everybody else does love it, but I'm going to, I know how how it makes me feel. So I'm gonna, I'll do this. I'll show up this way. Test it out. See what that does. The love of money, it's love. The love of power, it's love. The love of control, it's love. But you truly are loving the wrong things. Money is not the root of all evil. Greed, the love of money is the root of all evil because love perpetuates love. So if I go out into the world and continue to show that, regardless of if you like the way that I show up for you by transmitting, you know, transmuting the way I show up, regardless of if that is your love language, you recognize two things. You recognize the love of myself within that. And so you recognize that you have no choice but to treat me in the same manner. And two, you recognize my effort in presenting love when I didn't necessarily have to. That causes an individual to say, you know what? The karmic cycle, I need to do so as well. Even if they don't consciously say so, that's why most of the time people are like, it's a good feeling, right? You give them a good feeling. And like I said, if you tell somebody, damn, I love your shoes and they go out and maybe they tell somebody else, I love your shoes and it's a pair of shoes they design. And now they're like, oh, you know what? Somebody like my shoes. Now you just gave Virgil Abloh his start. We think to make a difference, and this is a tangent a little bit, but we think to make a difference in this world, we have to be this megastar all over, you know, social media all over TV. Each one teach one. Imagine being the individual that sparked in Albert Einstein what would lead him to, to come up with the theory of relativity. Imagine being the individual that sparked what led Charles Darwin to develop his theory of evolution. That's a, and this is why I, I talk about Jay-Z and Nas and, and Nip and even Drake and, and Cole and Kendrick the way I do. It's not a fanboy. It's as a uh, an individual that is able to look at my life and pick specific aspects and moments and traits and, and good, good things, good qualities, good things that have come from my life that I can point directly back to these individuals and things that I've learned from them. Right, but it's the same reason that and I said this earlier that I'm able to look at a Kevin Hart and and call him out a little differently when I see something that I'm like, oh Kevin, you're falling short. Cause I'll catch them doing stuff that I'm like, you I learned not to do that from you or not doing something. I I learned that I should be doing this from you. So it's to see you going against that, it not only is hypocritical, but it hurts. America has a constitution that says we the people of the in order to form a more perfect union and domestic tranquility free none, life liberty the pursuit of happiness it's not only hypocritical because we go that far back and none of it is true in history but it hurts that we get to a point today where it is so evidently not only untrue but a bold faced lie because what the constitution really should say is we the rich white men in order to maintain our rich white man's status Will use anybody, take anything, and tell any lie that we need to, to keep this system and to keep the money rolling in. The new world order has been set up. This post-war society is changing. None of this is new. So, what happens if none of this, you know, the the end of the world, uh, you know, big shift? America doesn't well as a people love is our dos ex machina. We're got, we, we've seen the truth of the matter. We if we the the people that are, here's the very truth of it. And I said this Sunday, if Florida is where woke goes to die, do we stop going to Florida forever? I for one would not stop going to because it's not even about going to Florida. It's it's the simple fact of the same you tell you you claiming Florida is where woke goes to die. And then us, even if voluntarily turning around and saying, oh, well, I'm not going to Florida anymore, even if it's to not give them the satisfaction, that's the same thing as them stealing lands from the natives. That is the same thing as them coming here and finding indigenous and Moors, and, and the Moorish people here and doing what it. I was gonna, I had a handful of different names for this episode. I was, who landed on Plymouth Rock? Did Plymouth Rock land in it? We know the answers to these questions, even if we don't know the answers to the questions. Because we know this one answer. What is the meaning? What is the pursuit of life? What is the purpose of life? Love. Cole says a note to self. Real, genuine, motherfucking love, man. Not the fake shit, not the Hollywood shit. Real love. It got me to thinking, our people come from love. Real love. It's in the music, it's in the media, it's in everything. And we've known that. We knew that. Going back as far as you can you can go, right? Art, film the Venusian values, they were important. Where'd they go? Who did away with them? Why is it not our leading, you know, weaponry? Why is love not our leading emotion? Why is jealousy more rampant? Why is anger? Why is hate more readily available than love? Well, I'll tell you two things. One, it's not. But that's what they'll get us to believe in order to maintain control and to shift the world order. Your neighbor hates you, so you should hate them too. And then you go and meet your neighbor and find out that your neighbor either is not concerned about you or they only hate you because they told them your neighbor hates you, so you should hate them too. Savior came from Kendrick Lamar's song, Savior. He says, the cat is out the back. I am not your savior. I find it just as difficult to love thy neighbors. He says, uh, especially when, gosh, where's my phone? Because this, this is one of my favorite, I, well, favorite songs. I love the song in general, but one of my favorite lines. The cat is out the bag. I am not your savior. I find it just as difficult to love thy neighbors, especially when people got ambiguous favors, but their hearts not in it. See, everything is for the paper. The struggle for the right side of history. Independent thought is like an eternal enemy. Capitalist posing as compassionate be be offending me. In fact, Kendrick, independent one. Then that's that's definitely when I heard when I really caught what he said. Independent thought is like an eternal enemy. Knowledge is power. Love is power. Community is power. Family is power. Self belief, self confidence. A dead ego and healthy confidence is power. A healthy self-image is power. Because you, if you have a healthy image of self, you then, it's the same way. If you love yourself, it gives you a way to other people, not only see it, but in the sense of a self-image. A person that looks to say, hey, huh, obviously none of us are the same, but oh, you, you know, hair like mine, skin like mine, Nose like mine, lips like mine. You think you're beautiful, I must be as well. On the other side, you think you're ugly, I must be as well. Or you think you're ugly, well, you must be. I'm not, but you must be, so that's fine. We have the same features. The things that you think are ugly about me, that you think are beautiful about you, that's an issue. And you don't even recognize the self-hatred that exists within them. What is the savior? What is the Dos Ex in this situation? It is love. Love is the antidote. If you look back, I have the episode called self-love is the best love. The reason that that was so impactful so important for me was I was recognizing and seeing at that time, was this back in March, maybe before that, February, maybe I was seeing actively what the, the year of self, the self-love, the higher vibration thing, right? Remember coach stormy, the high, yeah, it's not a high vibrational plate. I was seeing actively what that, all was doing to us as a people it was doing exactly what they wanted to we talk about everything but what we should be talking about and then when we start talking about what we should be talking about we're not talking about it the way we should be talking about it that's why the revolution does have to be televised that's why TikTok tv is so valuable that's why the music matters that's why the the messaging and the narrative matters the stories we not only tell ourselves but tell each other that's why they matter that's why correction is important Because if we never do the correction, then we keep going down the same. If we never course correct, we go down the same course. That's insanity. Insanity, psychopathy, similar. They're not far off. And here's the thing. Over time, since the beginning of time, at the very least, since the beginning of this country, since this country's inception. Like I said, they have been trying to find new ways to reinvent plantation system since the emancipation proclamation that's what capitalism is capital is not even because here's the thing capital is not the money capital is machinery capital is tools take an economics class capital is not about the money for real because they know that the money is fake too the tangible items are the bodies it's the machines it's the computing technology the money they print the money is fake they numbers literally deals are made through words and then written down on paper the money is not real so we've got to, this that's the reason debt doesn't exist for real that's why the country that's why defaulting the government defaulting was actually ridiculous because here's the truth the only reason you would def, you, you as a country would default is because you've been treating everybody like shit for the longest every black person knows that truth of the matter creditors if you talk to them they'll work with you now I may not have the money. Regardless, of how you want to work with me, but they'll work with you if you're nice. If you if you are honest, if you're transparent, if you be like, yo, look, here's the here's the crux, here's the truth. Of it. But America has been imposing sanctions and and all and you know embargoes on all these different company countries that just owe money too. So default only happened when they say, yeah, we're calling our shit in because it wasn't that they couldn't raise that. We saw it, that wasn't the issue. The debt ceiling being raised was not the issue. But here's the thing: how can you almost default and then be able to? As as an individual, as a person in this country, you cannot raise your debt ceiling just just because you there is no I don't give a fuck what you write. Remember when Michael Scott declared bankruptcy and he just yelled bankruptcy? There's a reason that that joke exists. This government, this corporation, because these corporations get to just say bankruptcy and start over obviously there's paperwork involved but they get to say bankruptcy and start over so the u.s government the u.s corporation the united states the united corporation of america right the united venture fund of america it it, it runs by the same rules and that's the very reason that these corporations get away with the shit they get away with because at the end of the day joe biden every democrat you have to look at it and say well the things that allow them to do what they do are in the constitution and they're in our laws. And we, they were put there to allow the government to be able to do this stuff and, and corporations along the way, but it was put there to allow the government to be able to do this stuff. And now they're like, well, shit, if we take, then that takes from us. And the last thing any of them want is a reduction in power and control. They don't want overvision and oversight because it means that they have to be more forthcoming and more clean on what they do right the reason the, the democrats are mad because the budget is being wasted on defense and they're in pockets with these companies they, you know in the pocket of these companies getting kickbacks and shit that's why they're mad they're not mad that the money they don't the money exists for again this 86 billion dollar budget whatever the the pentagon's budget is i forget now that's fake money cutting a budget is literally just saying you no longer that money doesn't exist. You never had it, right? That's why they spend the money. Gosh, I've been wanting to because I'm like, I don't know. It's why I like having the conversations with people directly. Some a lot of times because you know, you're able to say what an individual, you know, knows they're able to respond, you know, I I don't want to break down discretionary spending, you know, as far but discretionary spending discretionary budgets, the whole idea is you got to spend it all or it's going to get decreased, whatever you don't spend gets taken back. Which is, it makes sense, but because it's a discretionary budget and you're able to say, eh, I don't, you know, not necessarily disclose what, what is like they don't, or when they do, you don't have to give fucking reasons. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. See, we're, we're getting toward the hour. I had no clue. I wasn't really, this is the flow. Notice there was no intro to this episode. It just, I don't know. I just was, and I wasn't sure where we were going. The episode at first was time for Betty. Bye-bye. It was a message to wake up, a call to wake up. Then it was, I think I'm in love because I was listening to Prototype. I think I'm in love game. And now, yeah, and then Dosex Ex Machina came up and it, it, it hit and it made so much sense because that, that really is kind of the, I think what has, well, I know what has been my core message recently and for this past year, but the message across a lot of the, excuse me, a lot of the culture, all of the culture recently has been that love, 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 love. But then I recognize something deeper, every enlightened individual ever, everybody that we've ever looked up to everybody, all our favorite artists, especially within the culture. They've said the same thing. We have had the secret love. Love is the antidote. Love is the answer. Love is the mission. Love is the message. Love is the fountain of youth. Love is the, the mountain of truth. Love is it feeling love, giving love, showing love, being love. We are love. We are love manifested, we are love made plain. The difference is it's up to us to decide how to bestow and how to how to show that love and what to put that love toward, what to spend that love. Love is a currency, right? That's, that's what the barter system is. That's what tribalism is. That's what going back to the old ways is. That's why Make America Great Again is so far off because Make America Great Again was simply Take us back to a time of unprecedented, unlimited capital gains and the ability to use even if not free labor, extremely even cheaper labor, much more exploited labor, right, without the regulation, without them having any power to stand up and say, "Hey, hey, we don't like this, right? Powerless labor, forced labor. They want to go back to that versus us that want to go forward into a new order, a new era, a new chapter, right? With love at the very center of it, with love, compassion, giving, world, holistic world healing, right? Pure help. It's a currency. That that was what the barter was. We may be bartering a pig and wine, but this transaction, what's replacing money is love. It's empathy. It's 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 giving a damn. It's knowing that you will be provided for by this very it's knowing that you giving me this pig guarantees you get a pig back regardless you get you 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 are getting a pig you will not that's what it, and so we've been taught that money because of it having a numeric value because of how it's been inflated to think that it is the prize and then we go out and we capitalism has us buy frivolous things that we don't actually want or enjoy and then we look back and say we wasted the money that's because of the item whatever you bought the the activity the experience doesn't hold the value that you hope to it specifically does not hold the value that you had attached to that money because you recognize that that money could have bought you something more value so the money is not what matters it's the value of the experience of the of the item of the tangible thing right that's why the south didn't want to give up slavery it wasn't even about the money it was the fact of i can make all this money off something worth a lot more because it is a human life. I can't even put a dollar amount on it. It's a human life. They know that, but they did. I did the math the other day. If you were to over, call it 400 years flat, say 400 years of slavery at a rate of $300 an hour, because that's what, and that's, that's what the highest paid doctors and lawyers, and we, you know, so many skills came from it. It's what the highest doctors and lawyers, highest paid doctors and lawyers today make, not even owning their own practice, $300 an hour. And I did the working hours. So there's eight, there's a little about 8,700, 8, hours in a year and about 2,400, I think, working hours in a year. Well, I did the math a little bit to say, well, I don't think we would have worked just your average 40 a week, five days a week. I think it was much more than that. So let's split it at 4,000, 4,300 hours. It was like $600 million. Now, cl- account for inflation. I don't even know how much 600 million from... 1600, you know, 1615, 1620 to now, what that's worth as as an economy. But I guarantee you it's the very reason that they did what they did and continue to do the things that they did afterward. Love is a currency. Love is the weapon. Love is the antidote. Love's in the all you need is love. That's all I got for you. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Let's love each other. Peace.
0: Grind to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of goals Stack that bread and vomit nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of dough Stack that bread and by my nose Anything is possible I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Yeah Oh man, I got a lot of goals. Pack that bread and dominoes. Anything is possible. Yeah, all I know is get paper. All I do is shit major. But a condo on the top floor in the building's a skyscraper. Feeling like I'm Kobe, LeBron for the Lakers. Feeling like I'm Idris.